Hello, and welcome to The Home Building Hero, where we help you become the hero of your new home by providing you all the information you need. No matter if you're building, buying, or designing your next project, we got you covered here at The Home Building Hero. Today's topic is 11 design rules you should never break. Hi, I'm David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes, and thank you so much for tuning in to The Home Building Hero today. So, Designing your home and decorating it. That can be a challenge for most people because most people don't learn some of the basic tips of design and decorating. And um, a lot of times with most skills that you acquire, there's some basic rules that you need to follow. And if you learn some of those basic rules, it makes things a lot easier because then you can start to use your creativity and there's there's actually some boundaries around that creativity because if you have no boundaries around you, it's very hard sometimes because you have so many choices and you just don't know what to do. So sometimes putting in a few you know, artificial boundaries will help make it a lot easier for you to focus in and, and, and make a project complete. And that's no different than uh, what you're dealing with with decorating and, and designing, interior design. Put a few bold rules in place and, and see how it works. So these are some tips that other designers have come up with and uh, we'll, we'll start to go through those. So uh, hopefully this will help you guys uh, create uh, the room of your dreams or if you're updating just a room in your house or your building, these are all really good tips to help you along your way. So first tip and the design rules you should never break, give bold a try. And what that means is like when you're choosing your colors, especially your paint colors, it's okay to go a little outside the box. You know, not everything has to be beige. Not everything has to be off-white. You know, pick a room that's really dark and have one room that's really dark or have one room that's just got a lot of brightness to it. You know, you want to have something that, you know, visually will pop and if your whole house is off-white and then all of a sudden you've got that one room that's that dark, moody blue, you know, that can that can really make your house. I mean, that can really make a difference because you might want, you know, feel like you want to be in a room like that. Like, hey, I just want to relax. I just want kind of a dark, calm space. You know, that's a great thing to do. You don't have to necessarily do your whole house in it. But if you pick one room and use a bold color like that, it can really, you know, not only affect your mood, but it can really just change the dynamic of your home. The next design rule you should never break is follow the six or the 10, 30, 60 rule, 10, 30, 60 rule. Okay. So what you want to do is you choose a dominant color, which is what you're going to use for about 60% of the room space. Okay. Then you're going to pick a secondary shade for about 30% of the room. And then you use an accent color, which is going to be about 10%. So, for example, what you could do is take three quarters of your walls and paint them, let's say, a dark color. And then you could paint another wall a slightly different color, maybe a complementary color. And then just use accents to give your color pop. So maybe you've got put a pop of red or pop of bright blue or pop of green in the room. And those can be little things like pillows or vases or different things like that. And that really helps when you design because it allows you to um, not overwhelm people uh, with that color pop. All of a sudden you've got, you know, this huge bright colored wall in, in the room that doesn't fit with anything else. You just put the little pops of color in your accent pieces or maybe your rug's got that pop of color. 
and then you use the other two colors that kind of play off of each other. And uh, it makes a big difference. Um, I, If you've seen my podcast studio, maybe not seen pictures of it, but we've kind of done the same thing where we have you know, one wall that's a different color. The other three walls are kind of a, a lighter gray color. And then we've got a couple pops of our home building hero orange in the room. And uh, it just kind of, uh, it's not, not overwhelming by any means, but you definitely notice those things and that's what you want. You want people to notice those, those neat accents. Form and function is the next design rule you should never break. So what that means is when you're choosing you know, furniture, you wanna make sure that it has the form, which is that it's visually appealing, but you also have to make sure that it serves some sort of function. Otherwise, it's just going to be an extra piece in the way and it's not gonna do you any good. So make sure that if you pick you know, some sort of a cabinet that you're gonna put in, let's say your foyer, make sure it has some storage drawers in it or something that you can put you know, things in and make use of it. Or if it's in the back hallway and it's a cabinet, make sure that, you know, it's big enough that it can house some of the things that you need. And and don't just go for form. And of course, functions products as well. If you just go straight for function, it's going to look probably pretty bland and basic and it might take away from the overall look of your home. So you can certainly find products that achieve both and you should because with most homes, storage is always an issue. The next design rule that you should never break is buy things you love. And this is for some people really hard because they want to have the latest style. They want to have whatever they you know, think is going to be in and what's going to last a while. And they, they skip away from the things that they really like. And you know what? This is your home. Put the things in that you like. And you know what? It doesn't matter so much about style because every home is going to be different. People always have different styles. Styles are always changing. So if there's something you really truly like, you go to a store and you're like, wow, I really like that. Buy it and you will never regret it. Put it you know, somewhere and you know what? Most likely if you really like it, people that come into your home when they see that they're gonna also really like it. Or if nothing else, you'll have a conversation piece. And sometimes that's neat to have in the home too. It's like, you know, this is something that I really just saw and it spoke to me. Yeah, and I know it's a little quirky, but hey, it's my house and I can do what I want. And that's what you got to remember is put in what you like in your home because you're less likely to keep buying things and changing things out if you find something you truly love. The next design tip you should never break is choose the right rug. Accent rugs are a big thing. Like they can really make or break a room. And, you know, a lot of designers like to use rugs. But there's a key tip when you put a rug in you know what, you have to make sure that you put part of that rug under your furniture. Otherwise, it'll make your room look uneven. So for example, in your family, I'm going to put a rug in, you know, have it be under your table. So if you've got, let's say a big sofa, you put the rug in front of the sofa, then you put the table over to cover part of it. It kind of is a nice accent piece, but it also covers it up a little bit. And you want to be able to not see the entire thing. It's you want people to kind of have to to work to see everything in your home. So that, that's what makes it interesting. If everything's just sort of out there and square and flat, um, it, it's not visually interesting. So you want it where people kind of have to work for it. The next design tip that you don't want to break is mix your textures. So don't be afraid to mix up your textures in a room. Adding texture also creates visual interest. So for example, you're going to want to have something else in your room, like maybe uh, some natural wood, if your room, especially if your room is very cool, gray, you're going to want to have a little bit of natural wood in the room, 
or else you're going to want to have maybe some wicker or you may want to have a live plant somewhere. Um, it not only adds a pop of color potentially, but you want to have that natural effect, especially nowadays when a lot of people are doing the white and the painted woodwork. You definitely need to have some natural elements in the home. Otherwise, they get very sterile feeling. It feels like you're in a museum and uh, you don't want that or you don't want to feel like you're in a hotel lobby. You know, you want it to feel homey in that natural wood or that texture. Um, heck, it could be um, kind of a fuzzy type of, um, you know, throw blanket on your sofa. Something that adds some texture to the room, it can really just, you know, again, add some accent and add some, you know, realism and, and make your home feel more homey. The next design tip that you don't want to break is know how to hang your artwork. And this is not always a simple thing, but some of the best artwork in a home is best hung at your eye level. So that's typically going to be about 57 to 60 inches high. Okay. So first you want to identify that eye level and then that's kind of where you want to base everything off of. And then before you get too far, you want to kind of do a little drawing, especially if you're going to hang multiple pictures or multiple things, kind of measure them up and then draw out how you could best lay it out. Um, sometimes people will lay them out on the floor and then kind of, you know, use that as, as guidance for how it's going to look and make sure that you have some spacing and don't put everything necessarily all together in a row. Sometimes it's nice to have things, you know, off center a little bit or, or done staggered so that it's more visually interesting. Certainly if you have three pictures and they're all the same size, if you do want to hang them three in a row, there's no rule saying you can't do it, but sometimes, you know, it looks better when you have, um, have them staggered. Maybe they step up or, you know, the one in the middle is higher, the other two are lower. You know, there's a lot of different ways to do it to make it more interesting. And sometimes just the way you hang it can make a big difference on the artwork itself. The next rule that you don't want to break when designing, and I kind of hinted at it, is stick to the rule of threes. So that's a classic design concept. You want to stay with odd numbered groupings because that creates more visual interest, okay? People, you know, their brains are always um, kind of trying to make things symmetrical and, you know, that's boring. It's not interesting. So when you use odd numbers, it really makes a difference. So whether you're doing vases, you know, on um, some shelves, you know, if you're buying three of the same kind of vases, make you know, get three of them. Don't buy two. Um, even if it's on a cabinet where it's, let's say the cabinet's symmetrical, use your accents to be asymmetrical and have different numbers on them. Um, or try doing three throw pillows instead of two. Um, that, that just kind of makes it look better. You know, you put two pillows behind, put one in front and have them sit in the middle of the sofa. Um, you still sort of have your harmony and balance, but yet you've got, you know, that rule of three being followed. That's a big one. Like once you, once you kind of understand that and you get out of the symmetry thing, it definitely helps with your design. The next design tip that you don't want to break is get quirky with your accents. And what that means is that you want to have something that kind of pops and something that sticks out a little bit. You want to make a statement in a room. And a lot of times using, you know, pottery or vases or bowls, you know, you can get kind of funky with those and it's not going to throw off your entire room. You know, if you paint your room, you know, bright orange, it's going to stand out and it's most people probably aren't going to necessarily like it, but you put, you know, a normal room in us and you throw this, this orange bowl that looks like it's on fire, you know, with the reds and the, you know, the yellows and, and, and the oranges in it. And you pot that on your table in the middle of the room, 
that can be very interesting. That can be very um, character building in your room and uh, it doesn't have to overpower. So use an accent and that's where you have some fun with it. Get a little crazy with your accents. The next design tip is layer your light. And what I mean by that is, you know, you can just have a single, you know, ceiling light or something like that, and that's fine. But you want to have some lights at different levels. So, uh, for example, in my family room, I have a um, a ceiling fan with a light on it. Uh, I also have some lights that shine over my fireplace, and then I also have wall sconces, and then I have lamps that uh, go, you know, off the table. So now I've got layered lighting. I've got lights not only you know, that I can use for reading when I'm sitting at the sofa, but we've got the sconces, which actually work really well for general lighting in the room. And my ceiling fan, if I want lots of extra light. And then, you know, if you just want to maybe shine some light in the fireplace and have more of a mood type light, um, have all the other lights off, um, you can do that as well. So that's just an example of layering your lighting. There's a lot of different ways you can do it. You can get those bigger corner lamps, have those come out. Um, you can do, um, depending on if you have some cabinets in the room, sometimes some under cabinet lights or cabinets, uh, lights above your cabinets. All those things create that layered lighting effect. And, you know, it makes a huge difference because a lot of times too in my kitchen, I do that. I've got under cabinet lights, I've got above cabinet lights. A lot of times I will not even have the ceiling lights on. I will just have the above cabinet lights on because I'm not working in the kitchen, but I want to still be able to see in there. And a lot of times people will walk through there, grab something out of the refrigerator. They don't have to flick the light on and it's not too bright, just enough light to kind of see where you're going and get what you need. So layered lighting is a big tip as well. And then the last design tip that you don't want to miss is don't forget your measurements. So before you buy anything, whether you're buying a table you're buying a um, new sofa or you know, even just end tables, map it out, measure it, and make sure that it's not too big or it's not too large so you don't have any surprises or even that it's too wide and you can't fit it in your front door. You know, Look at the furniture, measure it, measure your room before you even go shopping. That's the best thing is measure it. I just bought a new TV for my home. We have a pre-built entertainment stand. I was originally thinking, oh, I can put this really big TV in it. And I measured it and I was like, oh, I think this will fit. I think this will fit. And I went to the store and I happened to bring a tape measure with me. And boy, was I glad I did because the TV I really wanted, it was it was about two inches too tall. It would have never fit. Um, I forgot that I needed to factor in the little stand that the TV sits on, which added a couple inches and it would have never fit. So I had to get the next smallest size. Then I put it into my room and it fit perfectly. It was almost like a perfect fit. So make sure you measure everything before you buy. Measure your room, measure your space, and then measure the products that you're looking at and then see how it relates so that everything works because there's nothing more frustrating than buying something, setting it all up, and then realizing it doesn't work. And now you've got to either tear it apart, take it back, or try and put it somewhere else. And you never win doing that. So those are your 11 design tips that you don't want to break. I hope you guys have found this to be super helpful. And of course, if you guys haven't already, you should all be, if you've been listening, you should all be subscribed to the podcast. But if you haven't, it's so easy. Wherever you're listening to the Home Building Hero, all you have to do is search for Home Building Hero, three words, hit the subscribe button, and you'll get notified every time we drop a new episode. And also, if you haven't already, engage with us on our website, 
or on Twitter. Our website is homebuildinghero.com. All you have to do is fill out one of the forms on the website and it'll go right to me if you have any questions. And then on Twitter, very easy. All you have to do is look for at building underscore hero. So building the little lower dash and the word hero, all lowercase. Follow us on Twitter as well. And you'll also find out every time we're dropping a new episode. So thank you guys so much for helping support the Home Building Hero channel. We continue to grow and we continue to get new users every day listening and learning all about home building. So thank you guys so much for the kind support and we'll talk to you all very soon.